Hello, and welcome to another episode of Into the Furnace, talking about Liberty Men's basketball. Um, so, I'm James. We got Caleb on again today. Yes, and, um, happy to be here. Yeah, glad to have you. Uh, Ryan and Jeremiah are unfortunately unable to join us, as Ryan is apparently in Mexico doing something. Um, I don't know. We'll see what he says when he, when he gets back. Um, and then Jeremiah is, if you listen to... Uh, the Fan the Flames football podcast at all. He is at work like usual if he can't be here. So, um, yeah, but glad to be on. Glad to be talking about this game uh, coming up against Villanova. Um, but we're also going to do a brief recap again about the uh, Kennesaw State game. Um, so, obviously, we know that Liberty lost that game. There's a lot of mixed opinions, whether Darius, like, what was up with Darius? What was up with the refs? What was up with a lot of things in that game? And there's mixed opinions on how things should have been gone or done. But, Caleb, what 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 is your opinion on that game? Um, yeah, so I actually um, – I went down to Atlanta, drove uh, about seven hours for that game. Um, had a great time, great trip. Um Shout out to the Kennesaw guys for giving us a good time down there. But um, when it came down to the game, um, you know, the the stadium was packed. It was a lot nicer than I expected. Um, uh, a lot of Kennesaw fans, and we had a decent amount of Liberty fans show up. Um, towards the end, I was a little nervous um, when it was just, you know, the 20 of us standing outside originally. Um but there was a good section up in the rafters that kind of screwed us over a little bit with where they placed us. But um, it was a good good atmosphere. Um, the student section was wild. Um, honestly, I'm a little bit jealous of their student section and the coordination they had. Um, I wish we would have had that liberty. But overall, atmosphere was very, very good. And uh, even the liberty section up top was cheering very well. Um, obviously, we didn't get the win. Um, I felt like... Um, it was very hard for, for for me to lose that game, for us to lose that game. Um, I I was in tears, I'll be honest. Um, I even think Ryan even said he was as well when that first free throw fell or when we, when we committed that foul there at the end. Um, was it a foul? Yes. Um, should it have been called? I don't know. Um, I think in that in that moment, you you might have to let him play and, and you have to swallow the whistle and let him go to overtime, but um, I also respect the call because if I was on the other end, I would I would have said the same thing that you have to call that foul. So um, with that being said, I think the overall game was good except for Darius. Um, he played really good inside, but I mean, I'm looking at the stats now. He went 0 for 11 from three point, and mind you, if just one of those had fallen, it'd be a completely different game we would have won. Um, I definitely thought, we would see a different Darius or like we've seen in the past, even against Eastern Kentucky where he sucked at shooting the three and was really cold out front and then just caught fire. We thought that, you know, he just needs to make one he needs to make one and then we'd catch fire and, and, and then we'd be all right. He never did. Um, and so I think he's going to be playing with a vengeance tomorrow. I think we're going to see him uh, destroy Villanova, but unfortunately in that game we lost um, props to Kennesaw. Um, it's a really great story. Um, from going one twenty eight a couple seasons ago to, to winning again the first chance to bid uh, to dance. So overall, I'm 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 sad and I'm heartbroken for the guys. Um, and I but I'm excited about the NIT as, even though it's it's not where we wanted to be. Um, and hopefully we'll we'll be back in the tournament next year. Yeah, yeah. So I'm on board with all of that. Um, 
I watched the game from home because I, I, I'm a youth pastor as well, and I didn't have time to go down and, and go to that game. I had to be there for my youth group. Um, but man, that uh, that game was tough to watch the whole time because it was so close. Um, but Liberty's been playing those. Um, and I'll say this: I love Darius, but I've been saying it since last year. Darius is not the most clutch guy in, in on the on the team. Um, and it kind of, sh- it, it was, it was a really big issue in this game. Um, he definitely did well against Eastern Kentucky because he didn't want to lose at home for his final game. Um, but I feel like a way he, I, I don't know. He just didn't have the same energy to me. It was, it was weird. It was different. Um, and obviously when you go oh four eleven from three, something's off. My question is like, and I think a, many people on Twitter asked this, like, why do you keep shooting the three? You're 0 yeah. for, you were 0 for 7, you were 0 for 8. Okay, pop one here and there, but like, why shoot so many? Yeah, and I agree. And, and, and to that point, um, we saw very, very early in the game, um, Darius did get tapped in the crotch and it, it, he, he got hurt and it, it, he had to kind of limp off a little bit and, um, honestly, like that might've affected it. I mean, I, that's a hard, that's a hard injury and you know, that, that could have affected his play for the rest of the game. I don't want to put that on him, but it's definitely could have affected it. Yeah. Yeah. There's another, like his elbow. He also got a stinger in his elbow and that, that could have affected on his shooting hand. So like, that's not a good thing, but like, you know, you're six for 10 from inside. Why don't you, why, instead of taking a three on half of those trips down the floor, why don't you pass or drive and take another two? Because yeah. you're hitting that at a 60% clip when you're hitting threes at zero. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of questions there for sure. But I do want to point out that, hey, like Kyle, Kyle was clutch in this game. Mm-hmm. Kyle had 23. Kyle was four for seven from three. He was hitting threes as, as we said after the EKU win at the most important times. Kyle hits threes. He's actually the only one that hit him except Colin had one. Um, and we saw Colin against EKU. That boy can play. He's clutch. Um, he, the last game against Kennesaw, he got destroyed in the last four minutes of that game. He did not this year, this game. Um, this game, he played well. Like when you have six rebounds, four assists, and eight points, yes, he did also have four personal fouls. I also disagree with a lot of his fouls, but he, he played fantastic. Um, and Zay and Zach got a lot of those minutes when he was off because they only played 25 instead of his normal, like 30, 31. But he still played. And, uh, yeah, Colin and Kyle were, were huge in this game. Zach Cleveland in the first half for specifically, he had seven straight points at one point. Now those were his only seven, but that was a huge run that we went on. And him defensively was, he was a, he was so good defensively in this game. Um, him, JV, Zay, like they were good defensively. And we know the last foul was called on Zay late, but like Zay still blocked that ball. <laughs> like he was there. I, I've been, I've been saying it since, uh, I can't remember the game it was where he had that, uh, ISO and snatched the ball out of the air. Like I've been saying it since then. He's our best one on one defender. JV yep. is still our best overall defender, but I think Zay is our best one on one defender because he's so long and he can jump. Um, yep. So 
overall, I think this game was well played. There were definitely a ton of fouls called. I think this was the only game this year where anybody fouled out. Shiloh had five. Mm-hmm. And then Zay and Colin had four. There were a ton of fouls. Now, they were calling it both ways. The other team had a lot of fouls too. I just think that that affected the game and the way it played. And like, I'm I'm so glad we're done with Ace on refs. Like, yep. Like Jenna nicely, everybody knows her. Like, but when she is complaining about the refs, the refs are bad because she has a positive attitude about everything, and she was annoyed at the refs. Like, it was bad. So, um, I'm definitely glad to be done. Glad we don't have to live through that anymore. Um, but yeah, I think overall, the miss free throws because we did miss a lot of free throws in that game as well. Um, yeah, we went nine for fourteen. Oh wow! Um, I couldn't. So, I didn't know the exact stats. But... Um, and Kennesaw went fifteen for eighteen. So, um, yeah, free throws win games. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, nine for fourteen is not as bad as I thought it was, but it, like five missed free throws is still five missed th- free throws. Darius, I believe, missed two. Um, yeah, and uh, that's not something we see. Oh no, no, he didn't. He didn't. He went two for two. Um, but that that was the Eastern Kentucky game. Yeah, but. Um, he was the only one that was perfect on free throws. Everyone else went either one for two or uh, or zero oh for one. Um, no one else made all the free throws. So yeah, so that's definitely something that's been weird to see because, like, I feel like most of this year we've been really good at shooting free throws. Obviously, Blake's gonna have his hiccups, um, but even he seems to be worse. He's airballed some recently, and it's yep. like, what what yeah. is going on? Um, I don't know what it is with the whole team, but it seems to be the whole team affected because even Darius, like Caleb said, missed two against Eastern Kentucky. Um, so I pray that that's something that we have sorted out for this Villanova game. Um, I don't want to spend too much more time on this Kennesaw game because we do have that game coming up. But, like, yeah, free throws, layups, and fouls affected this game um, in a way that caused us to lose. Now, Two of those things are on on Liberty. Like, so it's not on the refs that we lost this game. Yes, it affected the game, but it's not why we lost. Right. Like, we we have to hit layups. We have to hit our free throws. So, yeah, and, and I, I want to I want to give credit where credit's due. Um, I want to shout out Coach um, Abdul Amir Rahim. I mean, what he's done with the Kennesaw program is truly remarkable. Oh yeah, uh, and I'm excited to have a competitive. Um, potential future rifle, rival as they're moving into CUSA in two years um, in Kennesaw State. Uh, I think uh, they have definitely stepped up both their football and, and basketball program. We'll see that um, even with yeah. Coach Klanakis going over there. So um, I'm excited to see both of those teams, especially basketball um, rivalries going to be um, – just played out through the next couple seasons in the, in the CUSA. So um, I definitely think it's going to be interesting to see them amongst other teams and um, could become a good, good rivalry. Yeah, for sure. I will say this. I'm a little nervous for the first year in the, in the conference USA, because next year they have all their seniors. That's their last year in the ASIN. They're probably going to win the ASIN next year, Mm -hmm. but then they're losing like all of their guys. Um, yeah, yeah. Terrell Burton, Chris Youngblood, everybody's gone. Yeah, um, so their first year in CUSA could be really rough, but we see what Abdur Rahim can do. So it's just a matter of, hey, can he recruit? We we know he can coach. Now can he can he recruit? And that'll be fun to watch as a conference rival in the future. 
Yeah, so. and I mean, I think they were definitely very underranked, overlooked. Um, I mean, one thirty-eight in net, and and Ken Palm is uh, that. There's no way they should no. be very higher. Um, and honestly, I could see them making a Sweet Sixteen run. I think. I I think Xavier could I think they could at least upset Xavier. Yeah. Um I realize we wouldn't play them but um it makes it even bitter more bittersweet cuz I live in Greensboro and we it's possible we would have been playing in Greensboro so um that, that would have uh, I would have loved to see that but uh congrats to Kennesaw and uh, I might even go to the game just to 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 watch a uh a, a, a co a sun team hopefully do well so I'll be cheering for them. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's move into uh, Villanova and Liberty now. So, obviously, NIT, first time in program history. It's awesome. It's unfortunate that we're here instead of NCAA, but hey, it's still a first. It's still a tournament. Um, and hey, like, it's still a way for one, the team to show out, for the young guys to get more experience in postseason play because it does matter. And two, for Darius, it's important that he plays better. Yeah. The last last game hurt him. Yeah. If he wants a shot so. at the NBA, he has to play better. I agree. And, and his draft stock, I think, was really, really high after the East Kentucky game. And it went real far down. And maybe maybe we'll see that it was just a fluke. Everyone has off games. Um, I mean, he still, he still scored 14 points. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he, and going over 11. I mean, that's a lot of shots, but I mean, still, that's pretty good. Um, and, you know, I think Darius is going to come back with a vengeance. I think he's going to play with a chip, chip it on his shoulder, just like he did with Eastern Kentucky. And I don't think he's going to lose at home. Um, you know, I would love to see us play again at home, but I don't see Wisconsin losing. Um, originally, we had that two seed, and then we got switched to the three. It was, a, it was an error. Um, and so we would originally would have hosted had we went how we went tomorrow we would have hosted uh, the next game but unfortunately we are the three seeds so Wisconsin would host um, if they win so um, hopefully we if it is tomorrow is our last home game um, Darius again will um, win his last home game um, even though he expected the Eastern Kentucky to be that one so we'll see um, I'm excited for. You know, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, we're actually favored by 1.5, so um, it's it's probably our biggest home game uh, in history. I don't think we've played someone like the likes of Villanova ever, um, especially especially at home. Um, we we have played Alabama, oh, yeah. and we played them this year. We we got creamed. I'll be honest. Um, shout out to Coach uh, Gonzo and and uh, Hen over there, but uh, you know they're doing good, and I think. I think they could win the whole thing potentially. So, um, you know, I think that makes our, uh, with them being a one seed, makes our run look a little bit better and um, our strength of schedule. Obviously, it doesn't matter now, but um, we are a three seed. Um, so hopefully Wisconsin loses and we get to host our second game. Um, and that would be great. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Unfortunately, I cannot make it to the game. Um, I will be watching. Um, I was thinking about it, but a nine o'clock tip is, is really late. Um, I'm a little concerned about the attendance with students being on spring break. Um, but hopefully we'll have a lot of fans and students show up and show out. I'm trying to get a lot of jokers going, so should be a good time. Yeah, for sure. I think they're making it free to the first 500 students is what I've seen. So hopefully 
we do have a good amount of students, but that also means because it's only 500 students that there's more tickets for fans. So I pray that they show out. Seems like there's still some tickets available. Um, I'm going to buy mine uh, as soon as we have off this podcast because I live in Lynchburg, so I'll be there. Um, But yeah, I am super excited about this game. Um, Just looking at a little bit of stats getting into this game. Um, Obviously, leading scorer for us is Darius at 22.5. Leading scorer for Villanova is Eric Dixon. He's a 6'8 forward, averaging 15.5 points. Um, He also leads them in rebounds with 6.4. Blake is leading us in rebounds at 5.2. And assists per game, they, they're not a huge assist team, it seems. Uh, Colin Porter leads us at 3.8, and their leader is Caleb Daniels at 2.6 assists per game. Um, they come into this game as a team with a 17-16 and 16 record. They were 10-10 and 10 in their conference. Um, and everything that I've seen data-wise, like, Right now we're favorites. I think right now the spread is a neg is a is three point spread. It was one and a half earlier. Um, so it looks like it's going to be a good game. Like it's only a three point spread, and they give the home team. I can't remember how many give the home team in basketball, but yeah. they, like, and, uh, I do want to point out um, the so, story. Um, so uh, Cam Whitmore um, did is one of our best players when they're starter five, um, suffered an eye injury during practice today um, and is a game-time decision, as well as um, Justin Moore also um, suffered a right-leg soreness injury and is also a game-time decision. Those are two of their five starters that are both injured, and um, that could definitely be playing into it. And I was looking on Twitter, and a lot of people were saying that um, without Cam and and Justin – they struggle a lot, and uh, yeah, I'm looking at their bench, and um, yeah, I think uh, that could definitely play into our favor. Yeah, for sure. Um, looking back at um, their last game, uh, they lost to Creighton in the quarterfinal of the Big East tournament. Eric Dixon had 20. Um, Brandon Slater had 17, Justin Moore had 13, and Caleb Daniels had 17, Whitmore had four, and that's pretty much all they're scoring. That's all they're starting five. Um, They had three points off the bench. So the key is shutting down their starters, and with two of them out, that does hurt them, especially it is their two lowest scoring starters, but, you know, it's still – that's that's what they're used to. That's the chemistry they're used to, and not having those guys on the floor is going to hurt the chemistry for the other guys. Yeah, that's um, huge. And I mean, so yeah, that that's would a just big. Be thing. like if we had, you know, Blake and JV out. Um, you know, same type of thing. I mean, different positions, but um, you know, two core starters um, that are that are going to potentially be out um, that could definitely play in our favor. Um, and their their bench isn't super deep either. They they. Um, I'm not sure how their entire uh, roster is, but it doesn't look super deep when I'm looking. Maybe maybe ten total. So two being out, I mean, you're you're playing with with eight players. Um, so if we get in foul trouble, that's 
and I don't yeah. know how these refs are going to be. I'm not exactly sure who the refing um, staff is going to be, the officiating staff, but um, hope we know it's going to be better than ASUN, hopefully. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's uh, yeah. if it's like an ACC refs or something. I'm not sure, but um, could even be Sun Belt. I don't know, but. Uh, Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can find that, but um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a a good game. Obviously, we've we've said that a bunch, but um, yeah, Villanova is a household name. Villanova is one of the I, I feel like it's one of the blue bloods of, of college basketball. They've been there at least in the last twenty years. They've been there. Like we think about a few years ago, everybody thinks about the uh, Jenkins shot to win the national title. Like, obviously that's a little sort of Caleb because he's a uh, um, UNC fan as well. But like that wasn't that long ago. And now we're facing them in the NIT. They're, they're well coached. They've, they've been there recently. So um, even if they're not like a true blue blood, it's still huge for a game because this is a team that, most years, year in and year out, right, is in the NCAA and, tournament and making a deep One thing I do want to point out is um, it is a 9 p.m. tip, and I know I spoke about this earlier, but that is late. And I know that we've played in in Cancun and stuff, but man, that that is late for the guys. And I mean, you think we'd be playing until like potentially 11:30 at night? I mean, that's that is late and it could be tiring. So it'd be interesting to see how the guys adjust um, playing at playing at a late later tip, about two hours later than normal. So. Yeah, it is. It that is true. It's going to be different. Um, but you know what? I think they're just going to um, adjust their sleeping schedule, adjust what they're doing. I, Coach McKay is going to be on top of that. I trust him in that. So, yeah, this game is going to be fun, um, and I am just yeah. excited to uh, to be able to be there. Um, obviously. This is probably Darius's last game in the Liberty Arena, um, which is awesome that we got one more because honestly, we all thought it was Eastern Kentucky. We all did, but now we get one more. So we need to show up. We need to be there to support the team, to support Darius in his last home game and, and to, to really like encourage them because this is a huge tournament as well. Because honestly, for the young guys, like, um, JV and Zay and Colin and Zach, who are getting these minutes, like these guys are going to be taking over this team next year, potentially if Kyle right. and Blake and Shiloh don't come back. Um, yep. like these guys are going to have to step up and it's huge. Like even Brody, like if those three guys leave, Brody's going to get a lot more minutes. And yes, we know Caillou and Curtis Blair are coming in, but like, like this is going to be a make, I think this is going to be a game that is going to shape these guys and how they're going to play. Um, because the postseason is just yeah, I'm different. So I'm excited to see, um, I'm excited to just, you know, just I saw even on Twitter that they've already chartered a, a flight of Villanova fans, um, down to Lynchburg. So, um, you know, I think it's going to be a good atmosphere. I would hope that there's going to be more Liberty fans than Villanova fans. I'm assuming there will be. Um, but, hey, who says we can't make a run in the NIT? And uh, if so, March 30th, I will see you in New Orleans. Um, I would love to go to New Orleans. And, um, I, you know, I 
and, and there's exactly. a debate on Twitter that that, that uh, our guy Jeremiah put out, and I I I am cautious on this issue because I don't want to I don't want to jump in here, but um, I guess I'll speak on it. And he said, um, you know, what's better uh, is uh, is a first round or second round exit better than a NIT championship? And I thought to myself, well, um, you know, I think. I think a first round and a second round exit is very different. Um, I think a championship in the NIT is better than a first round exit. Um, second round, I think is a little different. Um, I feel like the NIT is almost like a participation trophy or like a bowl game in a way. Um, I think, you know, there's a difference between, uh, in, in football terms, they're between normal bowl games and, and New York six games, you know, um, and, the, and the, the college football championship. Um, would I rather play in, in a New Year's Six game and lose and then and then, then win a, a bowl game? I don't know. But in this situation, I would love to see an NIT championship run because that's all we can do. But at the same time, I'm st- I still wish we would have been in the championship uh, in March Madness dance. So um, I'm not sure which is better. I would be very happy if we get a championship. There are some really, really good teams in this bracket, and I don't know that it's going to be very likely, but I mean, we are a three seed, um, so uh, we have a chance of making a run. Starting off with Villanova is going to be hard, and then, and then potentially playing Wisconsin at home will also be um, hard. I believe if Wisconsin, I believe, is playing Rutgers, I want to say. Let me check that real quick. Um, but if that is if, if if that team can pull off a win, we will host, and um, I will try to make up for that game. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Because that'll be when students are coming back in, and it would be awesome to have Bradley. Yes, Bradley's a good team. They could. I I've been watching Bradley. A lot of people thought they were probably going to make NCAA tournament, um, but they didn't. Um, But no, Bradley's a good team. So obviously, be rooting for Bradley uh, this week as well. So hopefully, we can host one more game. But yeah. I want to hit another Twitter debate about this game um, where somebody – I can't remember who it was, but asked uh, um, bigger game, BYU football game or Villanova basketball game. Um, I would say for the school historically, it is for sure the – BYU football game. Because of because of everything involved with Jerry Falwell and like his his wishes, um, and with basketball, we've we've beat yeah. some bigger names on the road. Like we've beat UCLA, who is a true yes. blue blood, at their house. Yes. We made them no, fire I think their the coach. Debate is there to say this is our biggest um, ever home basketball game. And- I, I think that's 100% the, the case. Yes, it is our um, biggest ever home basketball. I, I guess you could probably put Mizzou as in like as in like maybe like quality of team up there. Um, EKU was a huge game for us, um, but and, and I it did oh, go yeah. down to history, but it obviously kind of got drowned out by the ASM championship, unfortunately. And I think other ASM championships is at home hold a little more weight, but I think this game for basketball for home is bigger than those games. Um, as much as, uh, I would have loved it have been the ASUN championship at home. I think this definitely is our biggest, at least our, at least our biggest opponent at home, probably our biggest game at home. 
Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I think the only game at home that I even put close is uh, the 2019-2020 uh, ASUN Championship against uh, Lipscomb because it was one, our last game in the Vines, um, two, and I'm saying this again <laughs> because I think this debate has ended now with this loss to Kennesaw. That was our best team in program history in 2019-2020. We were so deep. If we had had the tourney, I think they're making a Sweet 16 Does run um, because they were good. Prove that to think, be correct, though, for this team. If we win the championship, could we say this is a better team than that team? I don't think so because I think a Sweet 16 in the NCAA is more impressive because you're there with the teams that were better. Um, so, but – Obviously, that didn't happen. So it is still hypothetical. But for me, I'm taking a stance and saying that 2019-2020 yeah. team was better because, I like, they were good. They were so good. So, and, and so yeah, um, it's also a fact that five of them are yeah. still playing basketball somewhere. They're, they're professionals. Now they're not in the NBA, but five of them are playing professional basketball somewhere and doing well. They're all averaging – over 10 points actually, which is insane because, but they're just, they're all doing it at a high level. They all had really good coaching, really good talent. And for them to be doing that. Yeah. yeah. And something a little, shows a little interesting were, stat. So. And I know, I know it's a little far off, but let's say, um, say you make a run in, in the NIT. And I mean, I, I don't know that this is possible, but Darius McGee is 69 three-pointers off of the all-time three-point field goals um, behind Antoine Davis, and which means he would probably – I mean, I'm not sure how many total games there would be in NIT, but, I mean, he'd have to average a lot of three-pointers. But it would, it would be it would be cool to see him at least close in on that, oh, yeah. or at least uh, go a little more on the gap of uh, of, of second place. So, um, yeah, you know, for sure. I think – I mean, Jordan Ballhannon got it in, in 2022. So um, he, he was in – he had 455. That's the most recent player besides Antoine Davis, who was with the Detroit Mercy. Um, it was 588, and Darius at 519. So hopefully um, he can close the gap a little more. I don't see him doing it, but would love to at least make a little tracker from that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, all things considered, huge game tomorrow. Against Villanova, like biggest opponent at home, biggest game at home ever. Um, also, it's crazy to think like we get to host yeah. a national tournament game. Two or you at Liberty? Okay, okay. Two ESPN two. Yeah, so this is huge. We're gonna get a lot of coverage. There's gonna be different analysts, I'm sure. Um, so make sure to tune in. This is gonna be super exciting, super fun. And yeah, um, yeah. Okay. Let's get some score um, predictions out there for this game. I think I was a little. Oh, I was, so last game, my prediction, I I had a sick feeling in my stomach that we might have lost, and I went with my gut. I wanted to say, you know what? Like I I will say that um, Liberty wins. So I want to be optimistic. I'm actually going to play devil's advocate here, and I don't think we're going to win this game. Um, I think we're going to lose this game 76 to 
68, and I would love to be proved wrong. But um, I – and I think it's going to come down to um, – to the attendance and the home field, the home court advantage, I think that's going to be a, play a big part into it. Um, I'm just a little concerned with the whole spring break thing and the amount of attendance might even feel like an away game with the amount of Villanova fans coming. Um, their fan base is massive, um, so uh, we'll see. Um, oh. I would love for Liberty to win. I would love for them to prove me wrong. But last time I was a little overconfident when I felt like we might have lost that game. I actually, I probably should have gone with my gut, um, but. Uh, I would love to be proved wrong and see Liberty win, but I'm very nervous and maybe a little pessimistic towards this game. Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely relate. Um, I, I, I am gonna say that Liberty wins, but I think it's gonna be like a one point win. Um, I think it's gonna be a low scoring game. Um, because. We know Liberty plays good defense. Um, Villanova, with their injuries, I think that's what's going to put us over the edge against them um, because they're a tough team. But I think with their two guys out, I think they're. I, I think at least one of them is not going to play. I think if one of them doesn't play, that hurts them because their chemistry is not there. Um, and I think we're going to win in a low-scoring game for their standards, for Villanova. So I think it's going to be a 64-63 to 63 victory for Liberty, um, purely because I think Villanova's coming in a little banged up. Um, we've had time to heal, and um, I think that we're going to be able to squeak that out. But I will say this, and this is a bold statement. I don't think Darius is going to have a huge game. I think someone else is going to step up because I, I truly – I hate to say this about Darius because he is so good. Yeah. But I don't think he's clutch, <laughs> and I don't think he's going to be the guy that's going to carry us to any wins in this tournament. He's going to have his points. He's going to have his moments, uh, yeah. but he's not going to be the guy in any game, I don't think. I think Kyle or Colin or Blake or Shiloh are going to step up in some way tomorrow – and get us that victory because as much as he, Darius played well against Eastern Kentucky, he's not the one who won us that game. Truly yeah. Colin playing and scoring 25 points is what won us that game. The, what kept us in Kennesaw state was Kyle having 23. We need that again because Darius, we know is going to score some points. Like yeah. he scored 14. He was the second leading scorer on the team against Kennesaw state, but that was 21 yeah. shots. To no, get 14 not. points. That's not a great ratio. So I think it's going to be someone else, but I do believe that we get this win just because. Yeah. And I would love to see that. And these guys are hurt. My, um, my so. bold prediction is um, coming back from the dead out of nowhere. I wouldn't say dead, but come back from maybe a, a cold streak. I want to see Brody Peebles pop off during this tournament. I think Brody's going to have a great tournament. Um if we do end up making it and winning um, the first couple games. But I think he is going to have a great game tomorrow. I think Brody's going to drop 12. Um, I think he's going to go four for five from three and um, get a little hot back again from that arch. I would love to see that. Um, I've been watching a little film of Villanova, and their closeout yeah, is not great. I know that Brody has a little bit of a slower release, so I would like to see um, – and they run like a man um, – 
So it might be better to create some shots, um, get some backdoor cuts in, and then and then kick it out to the the wings where uh, Brody likes to shoot. So um, in the corners. Uh, so hopefully, I would love to see Brody come in with that first substitution, hit one, stay in for a little bit, um, and and get, catch some fire. I think that's going to happen. I think it's going to help Darius out a little bit. I think Darius will have a great second game if he if he uh, is able to play again. So um, I would love to see Brody do well, and I think he can. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's what we got on this. So make sure to visit our website, listen to our other podcasts. It's flamesville.com. And thanks for listening.